Whoop! Unpause. Okay. So, howdy, universe. Uh, I have... Hang on, let me get a sip of chocolate milk. Chocolate milk, mustache, oop, little dribble on my pants. Okay, no, that was from my chocolate milk mustache, not the other. The, well, the indulgency obviously continues. Um, so self-indulgent does today feel like that I have created a mental framework in which to justify it that I know I had to do this confession, this um, this admission of a life lived with, this would be the profiles in Lacking Courage, a book John Kennedy might have considered writing had he lived my life. But no, he lived one that had profiles in courage as his milestones of models on which to emulate and try to behave yourself. Um, I certainly don't want to... Uh, oh, and this is n numero 100. Seriously, 100. Which, of course, given our ten fingers and toes, gives us some sense of instant attachment. But think about this. We do get attached to numbers. Why? Why do we have little cosmic energetic feelings regarding things like numbers? I don't know. I've always wondered though. But I was born with a head for it. I have that kind of um, I always thought I was more numeric than verbal. Um, I always thought I saw patterns inside of the world of math and calculation way better than I did inside the world of story and explanation. Not that I do not like my storytelling, um, the skill points that got dedicated to that particular skill seem, if anything, too many. But numbers, numbers were always something that felt, they didn't suffer from a consequence that included truth, truth and false. They were numbers. They exist in a pure concept. And uh, I didn't even take a bong hit, but all I've done for the last uh, whatever amount of time it takes to double time review a recording I sailed through the last two and uh, and feel that if I want to have some level of admission cosmically I am not applying today because somehow in my head I feel I still have things to say to anybody now that an audience exists to anybody else out there looking at podcasts thinking well 
I don't have enough connection to even know what to go get content regarding, so I'll take a chance on some stupid, insistent guy who thinks it's his fault. It is my fault. I've explained it and will continue to account for it um, in a way that these recordings uh, are a response in that regard. I don't share my stories in a in a way to do anything except explain how my human journey is going, has gone, was triggered by, and continues to strive to create. When I say I'm going to change the universe, some things have already started to change. Um, and I don't just mean that uh, I am moving into the not employed from the employed sector. No, if anything has not changed, well, it's my seemingly misfit nature of not even being able to sustain the dumbest of work. But I know I have to. I know I have to. So I'll get... I'll get... Uh, I don't know what I'll get. But I better get my ass up and and stop thinking that it'll solve itself. And I know that's really what um, what my fear of enjoying some of today's sunshine boils down to. I seem to have always had it planted deep, maybe at the very bottom thought I, I have about myself, that I it, it won't, I'll always have an option to move forward. It'll somehow, there's a path for it that will work out. And I think thinking that has meant I haven't been, for instance, today is a perfect example, I haven't been um, attentive enough to just being, uh, being willing to do my own laundry. You know what? You don't get to wear clothes if you're not willing to wash them. And so do some damn laundry. Why are there dishes in your sink always? <sighs> yeah. Uh, I don't know that this isn't just me being a total piece of dog shit versus uh, always believing that figuring out something or giving myself a chance to think through something with clarity for the first time has so much value that I want every opportunity to indulge unless I absolutely can't indulge because I, something else has precedent over that. But the only time that something has precedent over that is if it's to the point that it could disrupt my life in a meaningful enough way that I can't risk it. Okay. Now that I've stated how, uh, how selfish I am, how my thoughts and vibrating sensibility of where I am currently in relation to fulfillment of a human life sits <sighs> I have to go apply for a job now one thing that would actually uh, 
maintain both the single advantage that that job had and give me something completely unusual to do would be to go sell weed at the dispensary that's even closer to my house because it's on this side of that street. Um, and I've resisted this because, like I said, I don't believe in, um, in chemical integration with the brain as a place to be pushing people. But I am starting to have some really unusual uh, hmm, rabbit holes opening underneath my feet where it comes to how much of our brains are assets and how much of our brains are just locked doors behind which sits our full brain activity of enlightenment. So I no longer have any taint ever, but I have no um, filth associated or even misgiving associated with the commodity that is THC and its both benefits and and not downsides. But I also know I I can lie to myself better than almost everybody. So what happens if in October some some cosmic crash with the universe and I am the asteroid that creates it. How many ripples of I guess I thought I knew what I was doing but I was wrong can the universe absorb from me? I think it's had its level of forgiveness pretty much maxed out. And so I have only one check going forward, really. Do I think I'm lying to myself? I think I speak the truth of what it's like to know how going to work has always in some rhythmic response been detrimental to me. And yet, I never pursued a career that was in the category of, well, if you just love what you do every day, you won't even think of it as work. I missed that boat. And I never even knew what to do. The one, the one time I can ever remember thinking, yeah, was when I was sitting with two other people on a floor in a hall in a dormitory in college and I was intimidated by the woman but I knew the dude they were both gay which at the time was exotic to me but I was convinced that I was overcoming my own um, sense of of homophobia by learning how to not be um, intimidated by this woman she was one of the first out lesbians I knew, and here I was having a conversation with her. For me, this was progress. Um, and, uh, and we were talking about our futures as three 
college students sitting on the floor of a dormitory hall are prone to do. And you could see, and, and, I, and I had a moment where I connected with her that made me think, oh, lesbians are just like insecure white boys too. Because she said, why can't I just get paid for being me? And man, did I ever relate to that. Yeah, seriously. You mean me being here isn't enough value? I have to go way out bacon. Well, not anymore. But, you know, I'm going to have to do some level of bacon measurements. And I know that I got... I didn't fall into a world of systems that don't need maintenance, that, uh, that machinery doesn't need lubrication, that we all don't have to see our part to keep what we got going going, or you know what could happen? This could all go away. And I don't know that I even want to think of a world where we're so apathetic that we let what we did at least achieve fall into disrepair or, or the kind of disregard that it gets neglected to the point it's no longer available to us? No. And I know, ultimately, that's my mistake when I left. Because I was saying I'm bigger than that obligation. And I'm not. So, that is why I will be able to stop deluding myself that this... This is so much more of what I should be doing with my time than that, well, I think that polish is starting to wear. Because, well, every moment that I finally feel like I am coming correct to you, universe, Seems like time I have spent well, and maybe time I have needed to indulge in. I still got a life. I still got a dog that needs a walk. I still got... I still have got to stop letting what obligations to a, a non-interrupted daily life... Those obligations and those results are just the mechanical fluidity of 21st century life on Earth. And I need to get over the idea that I was born into some cosmic, angelic existence of eternity. I mean, I, I gotta say, weirdly enough, don't hold me to this. But I feel like I'm coming from that now. But even with all the evidence of reincarnation, of which there is a lot of solid evidence, this is the only life I know I have. And do you know who I have it with? Everybody else who decided to manifest with me at this time. So the people who were here before, they all matter. I'm not inventing the hammer. It was here. So, I certainly don't want those of you who are fortunate enough now to be nervously anticipating the moment that your 
husband or wife comes home and gives you the news that yes, you indeed are about to make a binary copy. Congratulations. And thank you for fulfilling that part of life. Certainly don't want to see humans decide that we're so unpredictable that no more of us is probably better than more of us. And I didn't contribute. I don't intend to in any way help with the maintenance and ongoing continuation of us. So those of you who are doing that work, you're noble and thank you. <sighs> but the systems that are here need to be here for those kids too. So yes, I will find my way back into being at least enough of a contributing member that I do get taxes taken out of my check. And then, well, <sighs> I think it's time to hang a sign and let the universe start telling me what I need to do to truly embrace the moment I'm living. And that, I guess, should be what the next round is all about, which is why I thought it would be better delivered in one big package than day-to-day -day chunks. Because if I'm actually going to stand outside with a sign that says, come talk to me if you want me to be kind, understanding, or forgiving, well, that's kind of a weird thing to offer the universe. I certainly have never walked past that sign in my 52 years, unless all you holy people think that's what your church signs say. No, most of them say, Wednesday, 7 p.m. potluck, no noodles needed, see you all there. Well, that never felt like I could guarantee being understood or that even you'd be kind. And since forgiveness is something I didn't even know if I deserved, well, I never came to your potluck. And I don't know how you get to uh, meet people in this world anymore. <clears throat> so I figure advertising myself is as good a choice as any. But you know how it can be. You buy that advertising and nobody comes to your sale and you think, well, my message must be dog shit. So I can see that stumble bumble approach at least teaching me, well, this way didn't work. But since I have limited scale for both resources and outreach, well, I have to trust the universe to work with me on this one. And a uh, hundred recordings into this, I have at least shown myself that what I'm doing here is making my life better. And that's all I've ever wanted to feel like I was actually doing. And yes, I'm still obligated to my maintenance, my service to the rest of you. So, hello, Walmart. Um, can I fill out the application by hand or do you want me to use this computer? The computer? Okay, yeah. No, I do know how to type. And, but thanks for asking. I know, I, I look like I might not know how to type. So, here I go. But I certainly can't ask you to self-evaluate and and do what you need to do without having the same gumption muscle health that seems awfully 
well, two-faced, hypocritical, and if nothing else, slightly better than you. So, <sighs> that I that I know, and the rest of it though. Well, I'll be here working through six more episodes of my childhood, and. I don't know that I'll get to my zoning and sports stories because, frankly, those are stories I, I'm the winner. But I know I will get to the my bronze medal of you did what stories that involve alcohol and driving a vehicle. Um, that is what this whole album was about. Making sure you know that... I am capable of meeting you at your worst. I've done it. I've done worse. I've been a thief. I've been a liar. I've been uh, better than everybody else. -er. I've been a, you deserve this and I don't. -er. I've been a, <laughs> you tire me. I don't even want to pay attention to you. I've disregarded people on every level that's possible. I have just never actually taken someone else's life because on top of everything else, I am forcing you to maintain your existence in my world with me and just put up with me. Maybe that's my biggest disregard of all. I never was able to take myself out of the equation and give you all a break. I don't have the courage to kill myself. I just eventually with the life I led came to the realization that maybe that was the solution that inevitably it would entail. Well, I haven't thought of suicide in a long time now. And by that, I mean six, seven years, which for me is a long time. And, uh, and why would I anymore? You know, listen, why ever we're here, I think we chose to do it. This isn't, chaos we actually thought for whatever reason that we had the, the toolbox to turn this thing around down here well yeah that's delusional and slightly messianic but why not think that it's just a mindset but it's a mindset that at least encourages the best version of yourself to take a shot and uh it's let's call it the the anti-corporate application yes i know how to type mindset is the mindset that you know what why why isn't today the day that it all turns around that day's not coming it isn't we don't deserve to have it happen as a civilization why isn't that happening today well because i gotta go apply for a job at walmart and then I got to buy dog food and then I'll take my dog for a walk. And so, you know, there's other shit to do. What do you want me to make the whole universe a better place to be today? I got stuff to do, bro. Don't you? What? You're the one without a job. You go fix the universe.